Run, run, run as fast as you can. You can't, you can't stop us. We're Vukath and Fat Hands. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dungeon Busters, your Dungeons & Dragons actual play experiment. I'm Diego, a professional dungeon master and actor. And I'm Michael, an actor and role-playing addict. Each episode, we summon a special guest who helps us give your game inspiration one encounter at a time. We don't just play D&D, we we put put it it to to the test. Hey everybody, welcome back to Dungeon Busters. Uh, we're excited to be back today. Today our special guest is Shane Schmidt. Hello. Thanks for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, Diego, what are we checking out today? Well, today I want to start off by asking the question, um, what is the best chase scene you've ever seen in like a TV show or like a movie or even like read in a book? What's oh. one that has like stuck with you? Uh, whether, you know, like it's on foot, on car, on vehicle, whatever it is. And, and any, any thoughts? Um, I will say the, the, mm. the Jason Bourne chase scene sticks out in my mind when he like mm. jumps through the window when he's jumping between buildings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Iconic. Where the, yeah. The guy, yeah, like the camera guy follows him too. And then yeah. Just, in the behind the seats, you just, but yes, yes, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Um, also, maybe the Cap and Winter Soldier chase scene. Ooh, that's with, a good um, one. Black uh, Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Those ones are the first ones that like pop into my mind. Yeah. And I, I'm also thinking of uh, the one that I, I had in mind was the Casino uh, Royale. Ooh, that's a good uh, one. Chase scene. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, even yeah. the Skyfall chase scene yeah. uh, at, the, at the top of the Bond movie there. Yeah. That those were always very exciting and very very fun. What was what was the newest James Bond film? Oh, is it No Time to Die? Yes, No yeah. Time to Die has. Have you guys seen that? No, I haven't. I, I have. I think. Yeah. Every time I see trailer, I'm like, I don't think I've seen that. And then Abby's <laughs> like, No, you watched. We it. watched that, and yeah. I'm like, Have I? Have I guess I have. That that at the top of that movie also has an incredible chase scene. Mm. Uh, there's like these incredible stunts too with like jumping off bikes and stuff or like bikes off these. Oh, is that the one uh, where he takes like the motorcycle up the stairs and they do that huge. I saw the behind the scenes for that. Yeah. Like uh, jump. It's crazy. crazy Because he did it for real. Yeah. It was like, well, it's like half. Yeah. Because like that that ramp wasn't real. They had to like build the ramp in there. But yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting blend of real and CG. When I, when I think of chase scenes, for whatever reason, I like to think of, uh, I think Michael Bay does mm. some incredible uh-huh. chase scene work. Like his, like the Transformers movies have some of the most incredible chase scenes in there. And like, it's mm. just wild and filled with spectacle and explosions and stuff like that. But those, I, I always think of like Michael Bay and uh, maybe JJ Abrams has some really good ones too. Mission Impossible 3. Mission Impossible. Mission, <laughs> Mission, Mission Impossible. Yeah. And Sean Connery. I, I think those are all really great examples. And I think one thing that I'm kind of seeing across all of these chase scenes is that you mentioned like the moment where he, uh, James Bond like rode the motorcycle up through the thing. I know there's mm-hmm. like that moment in the Skyfall one where he's like running through like the bazaar and he like jumps through like a stained glass window yeah. uh, and like barrel rolls into it. Yeah. And it seems like there's always this fun interplay between the quarry, the person who's being chased, 
uh, and the pursuer and then the environment, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's the whole third character yeah. uh, of this, of this, uh, of this uh, trifecta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what we're going to be taking a look at today is chase scenes in D and D. Uh, there are rules in the, uh, in the dungeon master's handbook about how, or the dungeon master's guide about how to run chase scenes. Uh, so we're going to be doing it. Uh, pretty rules is written for this game. Okay, cool. Um, Shane, have you ever been in a chase in your uh, experience with D&D? I, not necessarily. I ran almost like a chase gauntlet for our Olympia. Theros. Yeah, yeah, for Theros campaign. Mm. I was, what do you mean but chase I was, gauntlet? Well, it was like, so they were running up towards a temple and there was no going back, but mm. they were like making their way up a really long environment and having to make all of these actions to dodge arrows and to fight characters mm -hmm. and like so it was more of like a sprint to the yeah. finish line where you would be safe yeah but it definitely like almost like your characters were chasing your goal as opposed yeah. to you weren't being chased but you were working towards can you get objective. to the end before you die exactly more than can you Escape like, like a like an Indiana Jones up. like yeah. slide out of the temple yes. right before it like yeah. closes type of thing. Absolutely yeah. interesting. It's yeah. actually interesting because in that Theros campaign, that was when I was thinking of another scene that took place um, when um, one of our our characters was was trying to chase. It was very short. Oh, I forgot about that. But it was trying to. We had attacked some guards and we're trying to kill them before they. Yeah, you. Um, it was. Yeah, wasn't it the moment everything you guys had like had this great victory and then it was this moment of like revelation 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 where these three things all just flipped for all of you guys and suddenly you guys went from being the heroes to being bad guys essentially. Yeah. assassins yeah because yeah someone your your king or your leader like yeah had been assassinated and you were at the scene of the crime so we were trying to we were getting away by killing these guards right. who are going to arrest us otherwise. Um, but one of our characters had to chase down yeah. one of the guards before he like, right. Uh, told the, the garrison that was around the corner or something like that. That's what made me, that's the closest I thing I can that, think yeah. of that had that feeling of like, Oh my God, is he going to get there in time? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, more than a full like chase through the city, running over rooftops and things like yeah. that. Right. But so one thing that's great about like the the way the DMG has the rules of a chase uh, like kind of uh, like mapped out right is that a chase begins when you're in an encounter and someone uses their movement and their dash action to get the hell out of dodge uh, and that kind of like begins the chase scene and what's interesting is that it's the the mechanics of it are different than you would find in a normal encounter. Uh, like for example, you still have your movement and your action, but you can't take bonus actions during a chase scene. Oh, oh, interesting. That is mm -hmm. fascinating. Uh, you also uh, have to, uh, if you do use your full movement and your dash action, if you have to succeed on a Constitution uh, check, or you gain one level of exhaustion, if you uh, incur too much exhaustion throughout the chase scene you like your speed drops to zero and like, you know, you're like tired out. You're like winded. So there oh, is like a constitution oh, yeah. element of the here that oh, uh, cool. doesn't get considered. Now in, in all that idea, right. You're like, still like running around through like a city or a jungle or uh, ruins or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, so you're still trying to, you know, ideally the person who's being chased is trying to either slip away and break line of sight and, uh, you know, dodge like or hide somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, whereas the pursuers obviously are trying to like hunt them down uh, and keep and, you know, 
retrieve something or kill them or interrogate them, whatever yeah. it might be. You know what keeps on popping into my head as we talk about this mm. is Detroit Become Human. Yes, have that has some it. good chase scenes. Yeah, and really. I feel like that plays... Well, it's just like, it really breaks all of these elements down, I feel like, into like environmental mm. um, effects, uh, trying to k- keep up with your the person you're pursuing. Um, yeah, it's, it's really... In- I think it plays with a lot of the elements that you brought up of like what makes a chase scene. That's... Sorry, it's so fascinating to me that during the chase, like what you said about the bonus action where you can't use bonus mm-hmm, actions that screws me. <laughs> well, but like, but that's so say, interesting. It's, it is funny. Well, so I, uh, I picked a character that couldn't, could bonus a- action dash. Right. Because I was like, well, we're doing a chase. So right. I want to be, a, I want to be a fast boy. Right. Me too. Um, but, but I'm also like, well, that, that makes sense. I'm kind of, yeah. I'm not like upset about it. Well, I don't in know. The way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I'm upset about it, but it is, it is interesting. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to think of any other scenario. Well, Cause then your, your rogues are always going to, right. You, then you, mm. your rogue will always catch up. Right. Because they can do twice as much movement. But Yeah. But like also when I think of a rogue, that's like, that's what they do is they run, they hide, they, mm-hmm, they, yeah. you know, they jump over obstacles. Like yeah. this is their bread and butter, uh, bread butter. and butter, bread and butter. Yeah. But they're also more like dexterous and right. and stealthier, right. so they can like maybe dodge and hide easier than your lumbering, you know, fighter class mm. who is all constitution and can run in a straight line for a long time, but maybe can't do the other things. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm curious yeah. as to how. So I'm I'm excited to see how it'll play out. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely excited to see how this plays out too, because then I have, I, it brings up some other questions that come up to mind, but mm-hmm. I know we're going to do like a whole dissection after this. So, or dissection after this. So yeah. we can, yeah. we get, I'll bring up those questions then. Exactly. Well, um, shall we jump into it then? Yeah. Let's go to the lab. Welcome to the Dungeon Busters Lab, uh, where we are going to go ahead and get a better look at uh, the characters that y'all brought into the session today. So, uh, starting off with our illustrious guest, um, Shane, would you like to tell us about your character? Yes, uh, my name is Thistlebottom Fathands. I'm <laughs> a lightfoot halfling rogue. You know, I, I don't. I'm, I'm about twelve years old. I'm I'm on the small side. For a halfling, you know. Twelve human years. I'm, yeah, twelve human years. Okay. I'm very, I'm very young. Um, you know, my some of my nicknames you may have heard is the Scourge of the Storm Coast, uh, the Urchin of Daggerford, uh, sworn enemy to the the Goldwing Guild, and uh, lover of honey on bread. <laughs> but uh, yep, that's pretty much everything you need to know about. Thistle bottom fat hands. <laughs> Thistle bottom fat hands. Fattest hands this side of the coast. You, you know it. Yep. <laughs> Sticky finger fat hands. Uh, great. Is there anything about uh, uh, Thistlebottom Fat Hands that you're like excited to uh, try out this session? I, for the longest time, I, it, well, I'm not even for the longest time. Recently, I've really wanted to play like a halfling and a halfling rogue specifically, mm-hmm. like almost straight tokenese, mm-hmm. like halfling straight out of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And so this is this is like a spin on that. But eventually, I would like to just even lean farther into it and get into that like. 
those accents that they have too because I, I just that. I love those characters so much and yeah. I I love the purity of the Harfoot or something right yeah <laughs> I can't steal the ring but I can carry you <laughs> something like that <laughs> Mister Frodo Mister Frodo Mister Frodo <laughs> oh no all right let's swing it over to Michael Michael what'd you bring into the lab today yes I'm playing Vukath Ganathi uh, she is a um, Goliath barbarian. Uh, and she looks over at Thistle and just sort of uh, growls. <laughs> oh, oh, um, no. She stands at seven foot six. She's built like the mountains where she grew up. Um, and um, yeah, I, I'm excited to play her. She is a, a, a totem warrior barbarian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went with like way of the eagle. I was excited with the, the eagle because... Um, they can uh, bonus action dash <laughs> ah. for this uh, sprinting. Well, that won't do much good for you here. Well, it's <laughs> just too damn bad. Well, what is fun is Holes. when they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they uh, disengage, um, they uh, they can disengage without, t- or, and the attacks against them are at disadvantage. Nice. Oh, interesting. Um, so they are supposed to be more of like, I feel like it's sort of a, a mix between a rogue barbarian Mm-hmm. without being like without multi-classing right i picture vukath with like you know a completely wild eagle that follows her around because she <laughs> feeds it enough fish <laughs> and um just lives in the wilderness by herself that's amazing jumping off mountains and stuff like that i i love just the contrast in your character yeah like one of the tallest yeah playable races and the shortest yeah (laughs) and then also just like even with your voice like like, oh no you're wow you're really tall all right so great very small welcome to the table uh vukath and thistlebottom our babies are born bigger than you You know, that's not saying much on account that I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty small. But you know what I lack in size? I'll make up in spirit. Golly, God dang it! Golly, God dang it! Yeah, indeed. Golly, God yes. dang it! Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so on this I, day, I'm not used to being around people. <laughs> so on this day, you all have come under the employ of a minor noble and have been tasked with aiding his guards in the secure transport and delivery of a traditional dowry scepter to his betrothed across the city. Ervo Duryan, the jewel of the Akreatorian Empire, is currently on its fifth consecutive day of celebration for the Festival of the Fortunate. The wide streets of Ervo Duryan ripple and crash as rivers of proud citizens painted in streams of orange and blue wave their miniature Akreatorian flags in the air. The empire's all-time greatest conquerors, patriots, and warriors come to life as teams of puppeteers gracefully raise their monumental likenesses above the chanting throngs. Slicing through the crowd, a squadron of guards carefully escort their patron's bejeweled dowry scepter through the common rabble. A sudden pop startles a horse, causing it to kick and strike one of the dowry's escorts in the chest. In the ensuing chaos, you see the mob of revelers surge forward around the guards, and the scepter falls out of sight. Roll for initiative. Ooh. Oh no, we gotta get that scepter back. Yeah. That's our whole livelihood, Vukath. <laughs> All 
right. Amazing. Uh, what did you get, Vukath? Uh, Vukath got a three. Three. I wonderful. think she's now used to being around these many, like this amount of people. So she's just like really like kind of on edge and isn't really sure what to focus on. Mm. Well, Vukath, I need you over here. Focus. Uh, we right. got a job to do. And Thistlebottom, what'd you get? Uh, oh, I got a nine. Nine. <laughs> Amazing. Thistle's distracted by Bukat. Bukat, over here, come on! <laughs> so, uh, you see that you guys were traveling maybe like 10 or 15 feet uh, behind on the flanks of this dowry scepter escort. Uh, and with the guards, you know, you had a probably about like mm, four or so guards uh, with you, helping you escort the, the dowry scepter. Uh, and in this chaos that happened, the, the, the pop happened, the horse kicked back. Uh, crumpling the chest armor of one of these uh, guards that was escorting. That's when you all notice the ambush. Uh, now, both of y'all's passive perception, uh, looking here, you got uh, 13 and an 8 for Thistlebottom, <laughs> uh, who is struggling to see his own hand in front of him. Uh, you all did uh, not what? notice that amongst the, the revelers, uh, there seem to be kind of more mass figures, whereas some of these that have surged forward around the guards are just people being rowdy, celebratory, and uh, inebriated. Uh, you see like a squadron of about five move in with precision, uh, and they all kind of coordinate. Uh, some of them begin engaging the guards uh, in, in combat as we begin here with the top of the uh, combat order. Uh, one of these guards is just going to take a mace hit uh, against, uh, uh, or sorry, one of the thugs is going to take a mace hit against one of the guards missing. The guards are going to skip their turn. Another thug is going to take a mace attack with a nat 20 to hit. Ooh. This doesn't feel like something to be celebrating. Nat 20. <laughs> As he cuts through one of the guards. We go now to another thug. You know, we, we celebrate all Nat 20s here. <laughs> who is going to come up with his mace. Another solid hit. Striking down a, a guard for seven points of damage. No! Oh! Uh, as we go now, passing through uh, Thistlebottom, uh, straight to uh, this woman with jet black hair, who slinks through the uh, the the crowd here and grabs the dowry scepter from where it has toppled on its dais. She grabs the scepter in her hand, using the remaining of her action to run and then dash on up out of here. She is now, oops, boom begins running away. Uh, one of the other thugs uh, is going to go ahead and run with her, uh, using his mm. action to dash as well as they take off, cutting through the, uh, the crowd. We go back to the top of the turn now uh, with the thugs uh, continuing to onslaught onto the guards. Uh, one of them getting struck and, oh my God, cut down and killed uh, as he crumples to the ground uh, dead. Uh, another one of the guards begins to engage the thugs. They are all facing off against each other. Uh, guards uh, striking thugs, thugs striking guards. Uh, until one of the guards, uh, holding off against one of the thugs, yells after, uh, yells at Thistlebottom and Vukath, Get her! Get the scepter! Uh, and we go now to you, Thistlebottom. What would you like to do? I'm thinking this was some kind of ambush, Vukath. We, we gotta get that scepter back. <sighs> okay! Uh, follow me! I, I saw him go this way! And I'm gonna absolutely chase, and now we're just jumping right into dash, yep, dash action. Yeah, great, so we're gonna stay in the same uh, initiative order 
here, we are just going to start going now uh, under the rules of, of engagement. Uh, actually, let me thin out some of these unnecessary guards. Yeah, you, you've seen like a thug go down and, two, and a guard uh, get cut down uh, during this... Here. Yeah, I'm not much. I'm not much of a fighter. I'm more of a, I'm more of a runner, but I'm not not even. I'm a, I'm a hider. I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm usually hiding, but we gotta get this scepter back, or else we're not getting paid. Go. I'm going. All right. <laughs> Let me see. So, uh, it is gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna try to and shape it up on these rings here. You have uh, the the woman who you saw grab the scepter is about sixty feet away from you. Uh, the guard, uh, the thug running uh, after her uh, as in support uh, is about 30 feet away from you. Um, Thistlebottom, it is now your turn. What would you like to do? I'm running towards that woman with jet black hair. All right. I mean, she's she's pretty far away, but, you know, she's pretty recognizable. That hair, you know, right. it sticks out in the crowd with all this, what was it, blue and orange? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, blue yeah. and orange all over the crowd. Puffs yeah, of smoke. Just and... gorgeous, but, you know, that black hair, I can see it all this color amazing uh and uh do you use your action to dash as well sure do all right so this is this is one of those moments where because we're we're in combat but now we're in a chase i can't use my bonus action to dash i just want to i want to ask correct okay i hate everything about that (laughs) (laughs) all right uh you are now neck and neck uh with the uh with the thief here uh, and one great thing about uh, chase scenes in D&D is that at the end of every person's turn in the chase, we roll on the on the chase complication table. So can you please roll a D20 for me? Chase complication table? All right, roll on a D20. That's going to be a three. All right, with a three... Uh, you start running uh, in the direction uh, of the of the person, and as you're kind of catching up to her, your hand almost within uh, her grasp. You guys are kind of like looking neck and neck oh, at each I other. Oh, I got her! Your kind of toss a look back at Vukath, uh, and your uh, view is blocked by a stained glass window that is now pulled up uh, in front of both you and uh, the spy here. Uh, and the spy is going to have to try... And let me see here. Make a DC strength saving throw to smash through the stained glass window and keep going. On a failed save, uh, save she bounces off the barrier and falls prone. Uh, so let me see what she can do here. Oh, this is great. You know, I thought this was working against me, but suddenly this is to my advantage. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. With a 13, she busts through the stained glass window. Well, I hate everything about that too. No! It, it, like unimpeded as she keeps jogging uh, along the scepter uh, clutched tightly in her left hand. She is going to use her action or her entire movement to run. And then she's going to uh, toss an attack back towards you. No, that's okay. You don't have to do that. Uh, no, that's all right. Thistlebottom oh God. with a six to hit uh, a crossbow, uh, a hand crossbow bolt uh, goes right over your left shoulder. Oh. And embeds itself into one of the tall uh, puppets uh, being puppeteered by, uh, uh, like, through the crowd. Damn, someone worked really hard on that puppet. That was not very polite of you. (laughs) All right, we're going to go ahead. And on the encounter table, we rolled a 19, which means that there won't be a complication this turn. On 11s through 20s, there are no complications. As the thug uh, launches in, 
He's going to go up 10 feet here next to you uh, and then is going to use his multi-attack to make two mace attacks against you, uh, uh, Thistlebottom. Oh. With a nine and a six to hit. Neither of those hit. He is just kind of whiffing it oh. as he's going to take ha! the rest of his movement to get uh, a, between you and the uh, and the and the spy with the the uh, scepter. We pass turn now to Vukath, but not before rolling on the complications table with a three. Uh, you are uh, kind of running through, and there is like a like a bunch of like a bakers are taking this like long like sheet of bread, mm-hmm. and they're transporting it between both of the hands. This is like. Uh, like a cake that is uh, probably like ten feet tall, six feet wide across, uh, and it has been big baked. ceremonial cake. Big ceremonial cake. Uh, can you please make a strength saving throw? Yes, I certainly can. That is going to be a sixteen. Sixteen. You break through the bread, uh, coming out on the other side, covered in frosting uh, and, and other accoutrement. Uh, as you begin your turn, what would you like to do? Um, Vukath is going to take her finger and wipe frosting off of her face and stick it in her mouth. And then she's going to charge forward. <laughs> ah! uh, she will use all of her movement and dash action to go 60 feet. All right. All of her movement and dash action takes you 60 feet. You are neck and neck with Thistlebottom now. Uh, the, the um, what do you call them? The, the thug and the spy uh, uh, charging from ahead. Okay. Anything else with your turn? Um, I think that's it. Yeah. That's all I can do, right? Yeah. All Excellent. right. Go back to the top of the order. Can you please roll on the, uh, or could roll a d20 for me? D20? Yeah, you got it. For clarity's sake, too, I think I should say I only have a walking speed of feet. Oh, a walking speed of 25 feet, so I can only dash 50, 50 feet. Total. Good to know. So that is a five. A five. Amazing. table. Great. Uh, as we go back and uh, go to the top of the order, Thistlebottom, you notice that the ground beneath your feet has uh, is slick with uh, spilled uh, olive oil. Oh, no. Uh, making the area around here uh, slippery. Can you please make a dexterity saving throw? Oh, I sure can. All right. I'm going to grab a d20 here. Dexterity saving throw. Here we go. That's a nine, so that's going to be 14. 14. You are able to stay on your feet and succeed uh, as you kind of, like, slide uh, across, like, maybe, like, a 10-foot patch of cobblestones slick with uh, olive oil. It almost looks like I'm on, like, what are those shoes with the rollers in the bottom of them? Oh, like uh, Heelys? Heelys, that's Heelys. what I look like. I'm look, I, like, I, like, slip for a second, and then I'm like, oh, and I, like, Heely across <laughs> all these cobblestones. That's funny. All right. Uh, great. What would you like to do with your turn? You have an action and movement. Let's see. I'm going to I'm gonna try and... Oh, that's an idea. Vukov um, looks down and is like, get on my back. I'm... Oh, I like I like the sound of that. You're you're moving a lot faster than I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna climb on Vukat's back. Great, yeah. You're on his back. Hell yeah. Alright, I'm on your back. Um so actually I have like climbing no longer costs me extra movement. Yeah, so no. do I still have my action, essentially? Yeah, or is yeah. that my action? You have your action. Hell yeah. Alright, I'm gonna pull out my uh my short bow and I'm just gonna take a shot at this black this black haired thief in the night running right. through this crowd Go i'm ahead. gonna get her go ahead and roll to hit and i'm i'm aiming for that i'm aiming for her ankle you know i'm i'm aiming to take her down does an 11 hit 
11 does not hit Excellent. as uh, your uh, bolt uh, pops a balloon, uh, a hot air balloon that was inflating in the town square. I'm just trying to scare her now. That was on purpose. <laughs> I try, I'm just trying to scare All right. Uh, it was a warning shot. Go ahead and roll a Crowd. d20 for me, please. Looks around frantically. What the? Get him, Vukath. That's a 19. 19. All right. No complications happen as the spy takes her turn. She is going to use her uh, entire movement and action to dash. Uh, So that's going to take her. You know what? Let me reset. Reset this here. Boom. For our audio listeners here, we have uh, I have a a grid up on our shard tabletop uh, virtual battle map. And I've basically made uh, just a bunch of concentric rings. uh, Like a Doppler radar. Like a Doppler radar, exactly. So that way we can always see how far away from the quarry um, our friends are here. That's great. Uh, That's really great. With that, uh, the spy is going to take her entire action uh, to move and dash. Uh, So that's going to be 60 feet of movement, uh, putting her at a 100 feet uh, from the uh, from the quarry uh, from the chasers here now, uh, as she is running uh, this way, the crowds have thickened, uh, and she has kind of turned into a part of the uh, uh, like an alley of celebration that's uh, re- replete with fire jugglers and and uh, magicians and, and other people beggars trying to make their way and earn their keep here uh, amongst the festival of the fortunate. Uh, great, with that, we go ahead and pass turn now to the thug. He is going to use his action, uh, or his movement, to go ahead and move uh, 30 feet. Now 60 feet away from y'all. He's going to turn around and loose a crossbow bolt at Vukath here. Uh, with a 4 to hit, it is going to miss. Vukath, look out! <sighs> Whoa! Oh, and I forgot to roll on the... No, you wrote... Yeah, yeah, I thought you rolled a 19. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. Now the thug is going to roll for the next person. So on the end... And he rolled an 11, so that's going to be a big fat nothing. No complications on this turn. Everyone, get out of the way! As we go now to Vukath uh, with uh, Thistlebottom on uh, on her back, what would you like to do, Vukath? Vukath is going to charge forward uh, 60 feet. All right. Um, Because there isn't any way that I can, like... So I would be able to essentially catch up with the guard, right? I think. Or the other... Yeah. Is that 60 feet? But that uses all of my stuff. Correct. So you are, like, neck and neck with the thug right now. Okay. Uh, The spy with the scepter, uh, she has managed to uh, pull 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 forward. forward. She's about 40 feet in front of y'all. Okay. Okay. Great. And that was... Yeah, I'm just going to keep on barreling with... uh, Oh, crap. I forgot. You all should have been rolling constitution saving throws. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Go ahead and give me (laughs) two constitution saving throws apiece. You got it. Wait, we do that for every... For every time that you used your action and dashed. So I think you only... Yeah, I did it... Once? You just did it once. Yeah. You did it the one time. Great. So you give me one constitution uh, check... Uh, 18 and 15. 18 and 15. And a 12. Great, yeah, yeah. As long as you roll 10 or higher, uh, then you do not gain a point of exhaustion. Uh, let me roll. Oh, that's how you would slow down Interesting. this. You would gain, okay. Let me roll I'm like, for how do we? How do we keep this up? Right. Like, how do we catch up at some point? Well, and it's, it's so interesting, too, because 
I mean, you're a barbarian, so you naturally have like a higher constitution. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I it, run far. Right. It makes sense in that regard that you would be able to mm. keep running way longer than Thistlebottom would. Little legs, but big heart. Exactly. You, dang it, Vuketh, you got it. I think we're gonna be a good friends. Big legs, big heart. Big heart. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I see it, Vuketh. I can see it in you. I can see it in your eyes. Thank you. I also grab a little bit of frosting that's left on your cheek and... Oh, is that lemon? It's good. Mm. Mm. All yeah. right. The spy has now incurred two levels of exhaustion. <gasps> Got her. Uh, and just so a quick Dang. reminder on exhaustion levels here. Okay. Exhaustion level one, you have disadvantage on ability checks. Exhaustion Ooh. level two, your speed is halved. Exhaustion level three, disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Uh, exhaustion level four... Hit point maximum halved. Exhaustion level five, your speed is reduced to zero. Ooh. Exhaustion level wow. six, you die. But, you know, in this context, once you hit exhaustion level you five, could. presumably you pull off and are like wheezing and panting uh, in the corner. Yeah. No, I love I love the idea die. of running until you die. <laughs> Drops dead. Yeah, death march. <laughs> that is wild. Because it takes a lot. You can regain... You lose a level of exhaustion per long rest, right? Yes, I believe so. So it, you could, you know, have to spend three or four four full days of just recovering from a chase that goes right. awry. Yeah, a cre- I, I think within the context specifically of a chase, a creature can re- remove the levels of exhaustion it gained during the chase by finishing a short or long rest. Okay. Gotcha. So and it's that's more on like page 252 of the Master's Guide. exhaustion. Exactly. It's, yeah. Okay. Interesting. So as long as you took a short or oh, long rest cool. after this chase, you would uh, clear off all of the uh, all of the uh, pain. Did anyone pick up any exhaustion besides the spy? Not no. me. All right. I'm not it's even, I'm not it's even eleven running. or higher. Uh, uh, yeah, a ten or higher. If you get ten or higher, okay. uh, you succeed. I'm good too. I'm not even running anymore. All right, Vukath. Uh, I think we voted oh, you now. Just throw. Ah! <laughs> um, um, I did not roll my twenty for the. There we go. The chase effect complication. Complication. That's a three. A three. This chase is getting complicated. Rut row. That's another. <laughs> is that another stained glass window? <laughs> What's with all these stained glass windows? Uh, so as you're kind of walking through, you <laughs> see some uh, stone masons oh. uh, crossing uh, uh, kind of this like narrow uh, gap in the alley, kind of on your behind you. Okay. Uh, and they're carrying the, just this large like statue, uh, kind of wheeled on by like a like uh, have a little cart of. Uh, that they're balancing it on as they push it through the crowd here. Thistlebottom, can you please make a strength saving throw? Uh-oh. Strength saving throw. Here we go. That's going to be a that's going to be a 12 from old Thistlebottom. 12. You <laughs> plow straight through the uh I the... just punch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little body but a big heart and just Right through this you punch straight through, uh, emerging on the other side on a cloud of uh, a cloud of dust. Wow, I've never felt so strong in my life, Vukath. I think it's all because of you. All right, Thistlebottom, you got action and movement if you want to use it. Uh, I'm gonna just stay up here on the on the shoulder of my good friend Vukath, and I'm just gonna take another pot shot at this girl's ankles. It's all those right. big hands. That's how you punch through that. Exactly, thing. it's these big fat hands. Go ahead and roll. Uh, Hit. All right. Does a 16 hit? 16 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Excellent. 
Ooh, that's gonna be nine damage. Solid hit as you get uh, a bolt right in her calf. Ooh, got her. All right, you have movement if you want to use it, or you can stay on Vukath. I'm gonna stay on Vukath. I'm gonna, I'm gonna right. stay up here. Great. With that, we go uh, now to the spy. Can you please roll on the uh, roll a d20 for me? I would love to. D20. Here we go. Oh, we got an eight. An eight. Ooh, okay, great. Uh, as the spy is uh, rushing through the crowd here, uh, you see that a bunch of beggars have kind of lined up and are, are asking for offerings here. Uh, she is going to make a... Let me see here. She is going to make a charitable donation and then keep running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Actually, she's going to just like... You see her reach into her pocket and just like flick, like like throw like a bunch of coins uh, on the oh. floor behind her. So all the beggars have now rushed in and oh. are like kind of like rush, like kind of uh, pawing over all the all the gold here. Everyone that's like kind of in that 10 foot square has now uh, crowded in to get a, uh, to get some coin that she has dropped. Uh-oh, that sounds, she turned that complication in, into one from her and into, into for us now. Like that's, that, oh no, that's With that, bad. the spy is going to use her uh, action to dash and her uh, a full movement as well. Her movement is halved uh, since she did incur that exhaustion. Oh, so, so oh, right. go she can only go 30 total. feet. Yeah, that's 70. Boom. Uh, as she continues to run that way, uh, she's going to now roll on the table with a one. Uh, as as she's uh, kind of moving through the crowd of beggars here, or moving past the crowd of beggars, uh, you notice that a merchant uh, with a donkey cart laden with uh, treats and sweets and everything has, uh, has be, uh, moved into that path and is sending his kids in to get the... Uh, in to get some gold oh here. God. Uh, the thug is going to uh, have to try and uh, maneuver past the cart here uh, with a successful dexterity check. And he is going to uh, not succeed. Uh, he got a 12 on his roll. Uh, the obstacle counts as 10 feet of difficult terrain. So as he continues to move, uh, it's going to be 20 feet, and then 30, and then he's going to use his uh, action to th uh, toss back another heavy crossbow bolt at Vukath uh, with a seven to hit. Man, these guys are not good at shooting behind, their, behind themselves. It's all the running. You know, it makes it hard. Trust uh, me. Missing with his bolt, he's just going to put his head down and continue running. Uh, as you're looking at his back, uh, you see him dive through a maze of, like, barrels, crates, uh, uh, stalls, and stands uh, as you're kind of working your way through this kind of, like, back merchant alley. Um, with that, uh, Vukath, I'm going to need you to make a dexterity saving throw to Ooh. navigate this maze uh, correctly. I believe okay. in you. Vukath thinks back to all the times that she would run against her, uh, like, uh, the children her age through, like, the cliffside paths that they would, the obstacle courses that they would design. And that's going to be a dirty 20. Nice. We love it. You are able to navigate the short maze with ease. Her arrows, like, or her eyes dilate like an eagle's trying to focus on the thief with the black hair. The thief with the black hair. Wow, you you are big, but you are nimble. I am color me impressed, Vukath. Mm. Yes. You are a woman of few words, and I respect that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna use action and movement to move. 
Great. So I'll do action dash and movement Great. to just sprint past this soldier guy and try to get 60 feet and get as close as I can to the... Great. You're going to move 60 feet. And I'm going to try to catch up to our, our thief. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and that's a constitution saving throw? You said saving it, saving throw, right? Uh, it's a constitution check. That's oh, what the DMG check. says. Okay. Actually, not a saving it. throw. The saving throw is better for me, but I will do a check. Oh, ooh, that's a 22. 22. Hey. Like a Terminator, dude. You're just... If I could, I would love to. Well, I wish just like push past the guard and or the uh, the other thief. Um, if I, I won't use my action though to like <laughs> affect him at all. I'll just keep on charging forward. Yo, if only he were so kind, because he is gonna take uh, an opportunity attack as you rush by him. That is gonna be a disadvantage, though. Yeah. With a six to hit, his mace uh, just makes contact with uh, the merchant's uh, donkey cart, <laughs> uh, completely shattering the, the left wheel. Vukov sneers as she, she sprints past. Just <laughs> <laughs> Too <laughs> slow! <laughs> Can't catch us! Great. She charges um, forward. With that, we go back to the top of the turn. Can you roll a d20? Uh, Thistlebottom, let's see yeah. what your complication is going to be. Right, row. I'm looking 13. at right there. That is no complications for you, Thistlebottom. Heck yeah. What would you like to do with your turn? You are now within 10 feet of this thief here. I'm going to take another pot shot at that other ankle. You know, she's slowing down a little bit, but uh, she's still moving pretty quick. Yeah, wanna, she's I like wanna, 20 feet ahead of you. Yeah, I want to I wanna knock out both of those ankles. <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll to hit. Oh, that's going to be an eight. Eight does not hit. I'm like, I'm shooting for the other ankle, and mm. then just like, through, I'm like, Vocat, stay steady! And then I like <laughs> accidentally drop, let loose the arrow, and it just bounces away. I'm like, no! So Vukov right. is leaping over peasants trying to collect gold, just, draw. Vukath, I, I'm sorry I got mad at you, it wasn't your fault, that was on me, but in that moment, I took it out on you, and I apologize for that. Go ahead and give me a d20. Okay, you got it. Ruh -ruh, we got a two. All right. Like, that's good though for them or for us. With that, you see, you notice a a uh, uh, crowd begins to uh, kind of amass here, and the spy has difficulty navigating through it uh, as she continues to run ahead of you. You're all heading into this uh, very very crowded, like shoulder to shoulder type of space. Mm. Uh, let me see here. I'll jump shoulder to shoulder if I have to. I'll catch this woman. She's gonna make a acrobatics check here, DC 10, to make her way through the crowd unimpeded. Right, let's see. Good luck. With a five, it is going to count as difficult terrain as the first uh, 10 feet of that uh, is challenging for her. Perfect. And she is now 40 feet away from y'all uh, as she is going to try and, let me see, she's going to duck into an alley. As she's doing so, she is going to toss another hand crossbow bolt uh, behind her at Vukath with a 14 to hit. That hits. Meets a pizza. Six points of piercing damage. Vukath! Uh, and leaving for you a complication of another large obstacle. This time uh, you see a puppet show uh, being like kind of displayed uh, like for kids, like kind of as you're breaking through on the other side of this crowd uh, <laughs> following the, the, the crowd that she's in there. Um, can you please make a dexterity saving throw? 
Yes, dexterity. This is a saving throw, not a. Oh check. no, sorry. Uh, make a dexterity check. Okay. Are we are we still rolling for Constitution saving throws on this as well? Yes. Okay. Did, did you uh, use? Did you roll a Constitution one? You rolled a bastard twenty that last. Yeah, time. I think I did. Okay. Yeah. I'm 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 asking. You don't more. have to. I don't have to because I'm not running. But I'm asking more for her. <laughs> yeah. 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 This time she didn't because she shot that crossbow. Right. Yeah. Right. She used right, her right, movement. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Dex check is going to That's be right. it's only a five. All right. Uh, as you come crashing through this uh, children's puppet show, uh, that counts as 10 feet of difficult terrain. Uh, so that's going to consume 20 feet it. of your movements. One of as the I pop back up. Yeah, I was going to say your hands have puppet on them now. <laughs> I, I was going to say there was like there's a puppet about my size, like also on your shoulder. And it's yeah. a woman. And I'm going to go, well, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then she just also another crossbow bolt just hits that one, flies, flies right away. Like, oh, I'll call you. I'll send, I'll send a letter. Amazing. All right, with that, we go now to the thug who is going to take a his action. He's just trying to catch up, dude. He's going to take his, uh, he's going to run 30 feet, uh, and he's going to throw off another crossbow bolt at uh, Bukath here with a nine to hit. That's going to miss. All right, Bukath, it is now your turn. Let's it's see. It's the puppet. <laughs> That's the puppet. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a letter. All right, uh, Bukath, can you please make a dexterity saving throw? Yeah. Uh, check, right? No, no, no. So on this table, it oscillates between saving throws and checks depending oh, okay. on what the... Uh... That actually doesn't... Oh, interesting. Only it was strength or con saving throws because those <laughs> I'm really good at. Decks, I'm not any better at. No, that's a 16, so I'll take it. 16, all right. Yeah, you succeed and are able to keep your footing as you uh, run, like, run through some uh, uh, peasant who was scrubbing the cobblestones in front of her shop. I... I'm not. I'm able to run through them without squashing them. Yeah, without squashing them, without slipping on them <laughs> Just either. Fully leaping over yeah. <laughs> all of these peasants. All right, Vukath, action and movement. What would you like to do? If I can movement, will I catch up to her with movement? Uh, I believe. Or so. Or is she just a little farther away? She is thirty feet away from you. Oh, perfect. We got her. Then we I'm got her, Vukath. Get her. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna use my movement to catch up to her. And I think I'd like to use my action to grapple her. Yeah. Oh. You she you are you catch up to her and go ahead and it's gonna be a contested strength. Oh, I can't I wanna give advantage, but I I'm can't. I'm just gonna charge up and reach out a big palm and try to grab her by the scruff. Get her, Vukat! Get her! Alright. And that is going to be a sixteen. Uh she was rolling with disadvantage on that because of the exhaustion, so she rolled a five. Yeah, as you it. are now grappled uh, with the uh, with the spy, the scepter clutched in her hand. Um, great. Uh, with that, uh, Ukath will just like pick her up and be like, "You are slow. <laughs> I am fast. Run, run, run as fast as you can. You can't. You can't stop us. We're Vukath and Fat Hands." <laughs> Speak of the fat hands, fat hands, it is now your turn. Yeah, it is. Vukath, uh, a, a smile crosses Vukath's face with that little poem. <laughs> she really liked that. She really enjoyed it. Oh, I'm glad you liked that, Vukath. I wrote that for you. Um, Do I just kill her? <laughs> what, what? I mean, you, 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 you all have been tasked grab the staff. with yeah, I was grabbing say, the scepter. Yeah. I guess I can grab the scepter, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, contested uh, strength. 
Contested strength. To see if you can wrench it from her grip. Well, I'm not very strong. You got those big hands. That's Don't true. Doubt I got fat hands. Well, you know, those fat hands, they're good for sneaking. But we can, you know, we'll try. We'll try and get it. We'll try it. All right. Just a straight strength check. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Oh, boy. Putting the fat and fat hands. That's a nat 20. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Now this song. I like this song Ooh, now. This is good for me. That 20. <laughs> you wrenched the scepter from her hands. I'll take that. <laughs> Uh, pulling it out of her hands, uh, you see she her breath, breathing is ragged at this point. Sweat is pouring down her face. Uh, uh, great, yeah, that was your action and uh, any movement or anything? Should I run now too? <laughs> Should I just sprint and get away? We gotta deliver the scepter. I'm. I mean, you do. Ah, uh, I. I don't. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what's the. I feel like it's best for us to stick together on this one. So. I'm just going to, I still have my, was that my action to grab it? Yes. Okay, so I still have my movement. I think I'm, I actually think I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. I think I'm going to hang. Uh-huh. I'm going to hang with my boy, with my, with my girl Vukath. All yeah. right, wonderful. Uh, with that, we go now to the spy. Um, in this moment, I feel like I'm, I'm soft transitioning into more of a, uh, since the active chase has stopped because the quarry has been caught right. and grappled, we are now... Uh, in more of a regular combat encounter. Oh, I dig it. Mm-hmm. Let's um, do it. And as you are, uh, uh, as you see Vukath holding the sp- uh, the the uh, spy aloft uh, by the scruff, uh, the spy uh, she is going to try and break free. Uh, so contested strength to see if she breaks the grapple. Uh, Eighteen. Oh, disadvantage. Oh, since she has. Oh, thank God. <laughs> she rolled a nine. Yeah, she did. Ooh. I also rolled a nine. Nine. Uh, so she meet, meets it and meets beats it. Beats it. it, right? So uh, the spy, she takes out a dagger and cuts uh, the little bit of the hem of her cloak off so that the little hem is still uh, in Vukat's hand. She's getting away. She slowly backs up to this uh, these kind of dingy swinging saloon doors. Uh, kind of like, a, it looks like you can smell the smells of ale and okay food kind of wafting out from the outside. And as she kind of like pushes herself up against the doors, the doors swing open. You see that her uh, scarf has kind of come down and you notice like a a little like tattoo, uh, like streak on her cheek. Everyone that's coming out of this bar has the same tattoo on their cheek. Oh, I'm going to roll some dice here. As you notice, 17 similarly tattooed and muscular thugs oh, I see. coming out of this bar. Uh, one of them looks down at the spy. Glissa, have you gotten into some trouble now, have you? And they turn their attention to you and the scepter in your hand. My name is Vukath, not trouble. Vukath, I think we gotta run. The thug is catching up now. He is going to loose a heavy crossbow at uh, at you, Thistlebottom, with a six to hit. It embeds itself in the sand right in front of you. Vukath, we go to you, Thistlebottom, on deck. Ruh-roh. You're facing off against... Right. You are still... Um, on my back, I'm right? perched on your shoulders. You run, I'll shoot. Can I use an action to create some sort of a blockage? Like, is there a cart that I can, like 
roll in the way or boxes or something like yeah i mean if you take your action to dash then automatically that triggers another chase scene if you use your full movement take your action to dash that triggers another chase scene it creates a complication and and then they will be your turn will be over and we'll roll on the complication oh i guess i was wondering like if i could instead of like rolling for it to be chance if i can use my oh yeah yeah yeah, for sure make it make one yeah yeah what were you thinking just like tossing a cart yeah, like if there's, I'm picturing like like a bunch like a a bunch of wooden crates filled with like apples or something, and yeah. I'm gonna knock them all over, and then use my movement, and I'll turn around, and charge back towards the, amazing where the parade was back happening. to the guards, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely, absolutely. You grab uh, this like towering uh, a tower of apple crates, and you knock them over, sending apples spilling everywhere. Uh, as you take off into the uh, into the parade, uh, thistle bottom on your shoulders and the Dow receptor in his hand. Oh, we gotta go. And this would trigger another chase, but that is where we're gonna end it for today. Oh, oh cool, 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 cool. All right. So, you guys was- catch your breath. Yes. <laughs> All right. So this is the part of the Dungeon Busters uh, experience where we go ahead and break down what we just experienced. Uh, so I'd love to just off the top, what is a moment uh, from this encounter that's uh, stuck with you? Something that struck you? Something that um, you might have found interesting, challenging? I just, I loved the, the all the visuals and like, the the whole village or city felt really alive because there were so many interruptions and things mm-hmm. coming across and i guess i'm a little curious on the back end what it looks like but i'm assuming it's like a large obstruction a small obstruction like yeah and then you flavor it with like this is what this is exactly um so it's more like if you roll this, it's a it's this type of a check, and then you decide what that is. Exactly. Just a, a couple choice ones here. If you roll the one, a large obstacle such as a horse or a cart blocks your way. Dexterity 15 check to get past the obstacle on a field check. It counts as 10 feet of difficult terrain. Okay. Uh, you run into a brawl in progress. Make a DC 15 strength uh, athletics, uh, acrobatics, intimidation, or a check of your choice to get past the brawlers Ooh. unimpeded. On a failed check, you take 2d4 bludgeoning damage, and the brawlers count as 10 feet of difficult terrain as uh, you're okay. walking through them. So it does have, like, all, do. this all different, like, kind of basically mechanical stuff, and then you can flavor it. Because yeah. we got, yeah. like, the, yeah. the yeah, number three, three twice. twice. Yeah, I like that, like, 10 feet of difficult terrain is the penalty, because it's like, oh, it is a penalty, but also, like, like it starts off smaller maybe mm-hmm. with 10 feet, but then if you take levels of exhaustion, that 10 feet becomes a lot more. Right. Yes. right. It, but it, it doesn't feel like compounds. you can't, it's not like you lose all your movement right. or so it's, you know, you're still trying to like catch up and mm-hmm. right. And you don't lose any of the momentum. Cause like that's yeah. what the chase is about is keeping that chase going at least yeah. for a little bit. And so to be able to just lose 10 feet, you're able to keep that momentum going but yeah. there is still the penalty, which yeah. I think is really great. And it's interesting too, because assuming that most characters are thirty feet of movement, twenty five for our our smaller folk. That's yeah. me. Um, I mean, like that ten feet of difficult terrain consumes twenty feet of right. movement. Yeah. So then you have maybe five or ten feet left to move beyond. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. 
I I was going to, I agree with Michael. I think all the environmental things that you brought in, I mean, that was what we talked about right at the top is like what mm. makes a really interesting chase and the way that you brought in the environment and the way that we got to interact with it and play with it while continuing the momentum of this chase was really, really fun. That was I like, especially yeah. when you brought in the stained glass for the first time, I was like, that's really cool. Like, yeah. I love that instead of just being like, all right, I roll, you run, I ro- you roll, I run, yeah. I roll, you run. Like it, yeah. instead of it just being like this back and forth, it was these really interesting complications. I know one thing that we talked about, obviously what we were worried about is like, how is the lack of a bonus action going right. to affect it? And, but I do feel like, you know, we both had a bonus action that would allow us to dash. Right. And it wouldn't have been a chase. Yeah. It oh yeah. It would have been, been like, gotcha. Yeah. 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 I'm curious because I actually wasn't aware of that as part of running a chase. Right, me that neither. That was that was part of it. I'm curious if you're in a party and you enact like, okay, now we're moving into a chase. I can imagine some of your if your rogue being like, oh, what? Right, you just took me out. You like, just took yeah. me out of this. But every time you use movement and dash, it costs like it could cost a level of exhaustion. I think that really played into it. And I loved that we were about to flip it at the end too, to be like, okay, we were pursuing. Now what's it look like to be pursued. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be uh, interesting as well of like, what yeah. types of things do you do to, to get away? I, it, it makes it simpler because you don't have a bonus action, but, but, and I think that helps for the chase to yeah. keep it moving and to make it so much about the environmental mm-hmm. impacts. And I love that that's, that's after every turn. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I really, I, I really thought that it really reminded me of Detroit become human, which is essentially like you're picking, you know, do I do the fast dangerous option or do I do the like straight and easy option or do I slow down and do something else? Like, right. You're making decisions on risk and reward yeah, the entire time. Yeah, yeah. You're making cho- active choices while you're still doing this chase. Yeah, it was yeah. interesting to play with that too on like the DM side because I had the spy who had the scepter, and you know, in the conceit of this heist in my head from the villain's point of view or the 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 the, the bandit's point of view, right? It's we got the one person who can run, and yeah. her job is just to get the fuck right, out of here. Right, it's just, to get and then out. we have another guy who's like on her six, like making, trying to keep any would be dangerous way. Like the shield almost. Exactly. Well, it would have been interesting. Like we didn't take a lot of damage. Like Mm -hmm. they just didn't roll very well. Yeah. But if we had started getting low on health, then we're also like, well, we got to take these guards out. So we have to fight them. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, or, uh, these bandits out, or we have to get away from them or, you know, it would be interesting to do this. Like, if you have a bigger party, mm-hmm, right. I'm curious. I feel like it'd be really easy yeah. to get spread out. That's what I was thinking too, is like, what is this? What does a chase look like with six people? Yeah. Like, yeah. because then it's just bonkers and cuckoo banana pants oh, because yeah. of all the environmental stuff that's coming in mm-hmm. and like how distance you guys go. And then suddenly you guys have to start breaking up into roles too. Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. This is our, like you obviously could keep running, which I think made perfect sense for me to climb up onto your shoulders. Yeah, as soon and as you were like, cover. I like, only have twenty five feet of movement. I'm like, get out my back. Right. <laughs> and I, I think, and one, I think that's just super fun too. Again, that's yeah. just another flavor for like your size and my size to be able to play with like our partnership in that way. Uh-huh. That was super fun. 
But like it is, it does become interesting too when you have these other characters who can do these other things and have mm. these specialty roles. Where do they start coming into play? Yeah, and I yeah. think I think that's a really interesting thing where it's like you have to because again, it's a chase. You don't really like we got lucky because I was on your shoulder. We had a lot of time to be able to communicate, to be able to talk, make plans. Yeah, when you start spreading out. Like if you start trying to make plans, you are calling over people. Like mm -hmm. the thugs yeah. are going to hear you. Like yeah. there is no making plans. You almost have to make decisions on behalf of the party, which is again yeah. just another interesting yeah. thing. I but I, it, but then it becomes like those chase scenes in movies where your party gets split up, right? And it ends up being one person and yeah. one other person. Like yeah. visually or, or narratively, it, I think that actually works really well. I actually thought rules as written worked. Really well. Yeah. It, it, it makes me think of a, a game that I was running um, is part of uh, the Dragon of Ice Power Peak, which mm. is sort of, a, you know, a initiation to D&D. It's one of like the it's a pretty easy campaign. Yeah, to run. Yeah. I, I highly suggest it. I really enjoyed it's really it. really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I it too. And uh, my party was fighting off these orcs at this farm and they were trying to rescue like the homeowner, like the farmstead owner. Um, and they they did. And then they were running away and these orcs were following them. And I wish I had switched to chase rules mm. because they would like run away and then the orcs would catch up and then they'd run away and the orcs would catch up. And it was just like, this is going to go on forever. Right. This doesn't, you, stop. you know, and it, and it does affect it when it's like, well, you know, orcs do have high constitution, so they may be able to chase you down. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have to think about like long term, are we going to be able to actually get away or do we have to stay and fight? And this it, setup helps create more space mm -hmm. um, yes. or collapse it in a way that like works as a chase more than just combat action. Economy. Right, right. Yeah. One thing that's because, um, yeah, like if you do run a chase as a combat, like you say, you get caught in that, like how the hell do we catch up? Like it's yeah. just, we're all going to be moving the same amount. And then your rogue is like, well, I can get away. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, <laughs> right. But, but this, but at some point it feels like ridiculous that your rogue is going to take move twice as fast without mm. any consequences mm. every single time. I, yeah, I, I understand that. I don't know that I, I love everything about the chase. I'm still not sold on the, lack of bonus action stuff mm -hmm. okay. just because I think, I mean, that is, that is like bread and butter rogue. Yeah. You know, like that is what a rogue does is they run, they hide, they escape. Like that is what they've been arguably doing their entire life to get to this point where they could do that thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to me where it's like, you finally have this opportunity to really let your rogues, your monks, your, I'm trying to think other dexterous characters, fighters even yeah. too, to yeah. really let them loose. And you're just going to handicap them. Mm -hmm. Which I think like and it becomes less about it becomes less about dexterity and it becomes more about constitution. Now, I will say I love the addition of the constitution stuff in there because yeah. then it is more of a marathon. But I I I don't know. I still feel yeah. bad. Like I, I don't play a lot of rogues, but playing as a rogue, like I literally built this today for the chase. And then I was yeah. like, oh, that's a bummer that I don't even get to use the best parts of being a rogue. Yeah. And so like, I don't know, I think I think with the addition of all of these chase complications, I, I think that in itself is enough to be like, to, to add enough complications where it's not just you run, I run, you run, I run. As soon as you add these complications every single turn, mm -hmm. it then does become way more interesting. I mean, I guess, it, I guess the 
the like home brew version that it would be interesting to test, I think would be okay. They have the bonus action, but every time you use your bonus action, you're still rolling for the constitution saves for the level of exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. So maybe you're faster right out the gate. Yeah. But over along, Mm -hmm. but you're going to roll more. Uh, right, more constitution, constitution saving yeah. throws. Yeah, that's interesting. So maybe you'll get ex- winded faster. Yeah, uh, I'm wondering though, like with since the rules is written, uh, take do away with the bonus actions. It does have a nice effect of streamlining the turn order. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I think is lends itself. I because I hear what you're saying about totally like handicapping, the like the yeah. and I and like we were doing uh, an episode on monks the other day. Uh, and we were talking about how, yeah, like marshals a lot of time, yeah. like they're like the discourses, like yeah. they don't really do much compared to the spell characters. Right. And this, I, I, I really, I really, I'm really getting that. It's like, this could be a really great chance where like, it's like your monk is just like, right. Just well, Terminator step runs. of the wind. Yeah. Exactly. Like not, they get to do like, cause well, how often do you too. use step of the wind? Like in battle, you're constantly using yeah. flurry of fists. Mm-hmm. Well, even then flurry of blows is of blows. a bonus action. So right. you wouldn't even be able to. Like, would you not be able to use right. flurry blows if yeah. you were in combat? Or, or I guess, or maybe you could, but you wouldn't be able to move mm-hmm. if you use your action and instead of movement did a bonus action yeah. or something like that. I, I'm curious. I, I do. I do feel like there are some snags with the classes that rely heavily on bonus action, like yeah. rogue and monk. But part of me wonders, like, if you're in combat and you're like, okay. This person's starting to get away. Are you going to chase them? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Next round, and once you start to chase them, it's going to be chase. Chase rules. Chase rules. Mm. Well, and yeah, that that actually, that transition Because then you have between... that, like, you have time to use that bonus action mm. to catch them before it becomes chase yeah. rules. Right. So you, you use your, uh, your, use your entire movement to go there. You action dash to yeah. get to get there yeah. that triggers the chase and then as the last thing you get to use the bonus action and then the next turn around it's just actions and yeah and so maybe there's a turn yeah. of like transition the one thing that would have been interesting that we didn't play with was like possibly losing sight of them yes, and right. and trying to find them in the crowd yes because i think that would have been interesting too because then it becomes well, we have to find them. So now it's right. not about the marathon of the chase. Right. And about. it is about like, well, where are they? I'm glad you touched on that. Cause that is definitely one of the things like, uh, that that's written here, right? Like this, uh, chase ends. If the person you're chasing the quarry right. can hide behind something or is in a very crowded area. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can, it can really be like the, the chase can end that way. Like, right. They just disappear in the crowd. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that I had like, I'm uh like on the back end like planning for this one. I because I I've never run a chase rules as written uh, right. until today. So it was like a lot of like I you know I familiarized myself with the rules. I had the scenario. I had the objectives. I think one thing that would have made this better for me would have been if I knew like a rough path that this was going to be like, this is like by the end of round two, you know, they're in the town square Uh, by the end of round four, they've uh, moved out of the town square. And now they're like by the waterfront where it's not as crowded by the end of round six, the quarry has taken to the rooftops. And now you're like bounding across. Cause that's, that's what I was going to say is like 
part of, I mean, what we, again, what we talked about in the beginning with what makes great uh, chase scenes is not just in a singular environment, mm-hmm. but yeah, changing to different elements, changing to like yeah. they're running across the river or they're like making checks to jump across the river. Yeah. They are on the rooftop. Like yeah. it does again, just adding all these different complications yeah. into the story for yeah. your characters. Well, yeah. And I wonder too, I think what's so fun about this style is we get to immediately peek behind the curtain. Right. And it's interesting that the table says like, it's this type of a check. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wonder if, a way to make it feel to make your rogue feel less handicapped is to make it less like this is a strength check and more. This is the obstacle. How do you get around it? Mm. Cause as a rogue, yes. it might be more like, yeah. I want to slide under the statue, right. give them some agency. And then that way it can be a dex save or an acrobatics yeah. save as or check as opposed to strength. Yeah. So that they feel like they can play to their strengths. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause like because like I because that would allow a, a rogue or a monk who has high decks who would be able to jump through a crowd pretty mm-hmm, easily, right? You know, I mean, even with that crowd full of people, at some point, yeah, you could have just shoulder hopped, right? Where, yeah, I've done that as a monk before. Right. It feels yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> it feels really cool. And it's like, oh, I think that would be a cool way to maybe feel less handicapped, and that especially where you have a spellcaster who is like, oh, I don't have. I'm not going to be able to get through this crowd. I have low yeah. dex. I have low con, maybe high con, but still like. Or maybe the spellcaster casts sleep and then like right. six peasants fall asleep and That's now it's true. not difficult to rain right, anymore. Right, or it yeah. is in, di- in a different way yeah. or whatever. But I will say chase though is interesting because uh, haste becomes like such a right. powerful spell here because everything is doubled. Double yeah. actions. That would be that would be really cool. Right, spellcaster hits you with a haste, haste. and then you have double actions. I will say there are some, and and this is just like the the urban chase complications table that is in the DMG. Um, there are some where you do get a choice, uh, like for example, when you come upon the uh, brawl, right? You can try to athletics your way through it, acrobatics your way through it, intimidate your way through it. Uh, and you have like kind of that choice of three. That's cool. I think like opening it up to those just like kind of more broadly is like, you know, you got these three that I can think of right. and like justify this next one, right? Like right. Let, like more, bring yeah. more of that skill challenge. Well, and it's like, aspect. I mean, even even our own example of what we just did where I was met with that statue and it was like, cool, you have to do a strength check. Yeah. And it was like, this punch is, it. yeah, I was like, fat hands is going to punch it, I guess. But like, I don't know. Like, I'd be curious to see if like, I, like I was thinking, I was like, Thistlebottom would probably try and like jump over it or jump around it or like, cause he's super acrobatic mm-hmm. and he's super dexterous. So like he wouldn't try and go straight through it. He would try and like move around it. So I think, I think that is really cool. Yeah. And that's a really great note is to give those opportunities and give that agency to your players so that they, cause I, that's what D and D is about, right? Like yeah. giving, like, yeah. how do I make you the best version of this character? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though yeah. I will, I do think that it is interesting to have the, like, there's only like, you know, a large, uh, you know, a large horse or a cart as blocking right. your way. Right. You have to like kind of skirt around. Yeah. I think finding the balance uh, and obviously, you know, you can make your own types of tables. I do think totally. it is wise that on the 11 through 20, that no complication happens. Cause if, and like, if yeah. every dice roll was right. like something happens, <laughs> it's like, God damn, like this city is just like 
Another row of beggars? <laughs> Somebody's got to do something about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fuck this chase. We got to invest yeah. in the social safety net of this city. <laughs> I was I was very close to being like, well, she can't be all that bad. Like, she threw some gold to the beggars. Like, yeah. well, maybe we should give her a chance. That was some fun flavor, too, because it does say uh, in, in in the a beggar blocks your way, make a DC uh, 10 athletics, acrobatics, intimidation check to slip past the beggar. You succeed automatically if you toss the beggar a coin on a failed check. Oh, no. She, oh, yeah. Feet. Yeah, look terrain. at that. That is so. <laughs> so I think that like when I was thinking like from a role play way, it's like this is like I was imagining this like a thieves guild, right? Right. right absolutely. Like, has their eyes on the scepter. Um, she knows the city. She knows the populace. Yeah, she yeah. knows like totally. Maybe this guy's an informant of hers. Maybe this guy's like whatever. Like they know each other. It, it felt kind of right that this denizen yeah. of Ervo Duryan would know. Like if I flick this guy a coin, it's going to be a lot easier than if I. I mean, tried I not. definitely felt those Assassin Creed, uh, Creed oh, vibes. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. So like, oh, of oh, yeah. course. That's another great. You want to talk about yes. great chases? Yeah, yeah. Assassin's Creed, Uncharted, like Uncharted. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, the it, Last of Us. Yeah, I'm 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 so glad we were able to touch on on like having that mo- moment where the chase felt like it was going to reverse when yeah. you guys got to the I saloon. I loved that was such a yeah. great story moment. Yeah. yeah, and I was I was super. I was like, hell yeah, like this is gonna <laughs> be so fun. And then you were like, and we're gonna cut it there. I was like, oh, like, I love that was so well done though. I yeah, mean, because truly, I, I, as, in character, I was gonna be like, well, we got the scepter, so Vukov is like, we did our job, right? We can go now. Yeah. <laughs> and but then to have that switch to be like. Oh, we we should run. Yeah, when like having that moment where I was like, "Do I kill her? Like, what? Right. Do I, I don't want to. Like, do like, we don't, we don't have, have to. to right? Like, yeah. It just and and then having all of those people come out, I was like, "This is very cool. Like, that's yeah. well, that's just a that's a hallmark of great storytelling. So kudos right. to you is having the reversal. Like, yeah, the complication. Like, it's so it was so good. Yeah, one of the thing that could have happened would have been like you know if you didn't have clear line of sight as to who had the scepter, the thug and the spy could have like mm, split, gone, split up. Oh, and then, Oh, one of us goes after one. The other goes after the other, yeah. or we just decide to go after yeah. one or oh, even something like you catch up to the thug. Maybe one of y'all catches up to the thug and now you two stay behind and fight. And we're in a regular combat encounter Interesting. there where a chase encounter is happening here. Similar to like kind of what we were talking about that orc in the farmstead thing. Yeah. Right. Like if there's a clutch of like, if the party stays fighting, but maybe the rogue decides to chase right. down, right. You know, yeah. the, the guy that's on horseback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because yeah. then, yeah, then when you start adding vehicles or things that can fly, like, yeah. this well, whole I was right. changes. Essentially, you were on horseback. I mean, that's what I was thinking <laughs> of, like... Yeah, truly. You know, at what point are... Like, how does that work when you're on horseback or on a carriage or right. something does like that? Does this become mounted combatant rules? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Of, like, well, my steed can move, and then... I, I'm curious if that's in there. Is it, like, my steed can move, Ooh. and then I can take an action, or or I can use my action to spur my steed... I, so does the oh, movement like not really change? It's just greater distances. Right. We should know this. We, we should. Did, we did so much mounted combatant combat. Yeah, but we never did a campaign. chase. That's true. We. Uh, I, I think we know the next thing we need to test. Uh, maybe I was going to say yeah. too, or maybe mounted on our combatant. Patreon exclusive episode. Yes, Ooh. I think I, I I feel like we really this was really fun to dive into this totally. topic, and yeah. I think. Honestly, I was really impressed with how well it works as written. Mm-hmm. I just think, especially with your rogues and your monks, yeah. you got to find a way for them to still feel like they do have an edge because they should. Right. That's, if you're going to take away the That's one thing that I think section. you made really clear, Shane. Yeah. I think it's yeah. like that. I hadn't seen that crack in the in the 
chase rules is written. Sure. Yeah. Before, but, but it makes sense. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. this is when they would really be shining. Yeah. Like, well, combat is for the fighters and like investigation and intelligence is for the wizards and the spellcasters and yeah. like, arcana stuff. Like this is for the Dexter's characters. Yeah. You gotta yeah. give it to them. So you, they need to have some edge, but yeah. Um, well, cool. Thanks Hell for yeah. joining us. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, Thanks for having so literally any time. Yeah. This was such fun. Like I, so, li- I loved this so yeah. much. This was such a, and I, I've listened to an episode already. You guys gave me a little exclusive, little sneak, yeah, a little sneak peek, sneak and I peek. loved it so much fun. So <clears throat> I love what you guys are doing. I think this is, I'm really excited to listen to the other episodes that you yeah. have yeah. coming out. Well, uh, to kind of cap off our, our uh, post-mortem of the encounter, mm. uh, chase scenes, rules is written, loot it or boot it. Ooh. Loot it, put it in your game, boot it, get it out of here. What do you think? I would say loot it if you definitely if you're not using any chase mechanics and definitely be aware of this when you're in combat, but loot it with maybe some adjustments. Yeah, Franken loot it. Yeah, Franken loot. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Franken loot it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Shane, do you have any suggestions for someone who's interested in getting into D&D or just like what's a fun way do you think to create a good character? Because um, oh, you okay. came in with a, a lovely character today. Thank you. And uh, made him last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's really fun and, and fleshed out in a really fun way, specifically for this. I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, what what would you suggest for either just like playing the game or creating like a fun character? I think for playing the game to answer that question, I think communication. I I, I feel like that's I feel like that's a a staple of D and D and just like good life living in general is just communicating as much as possible with your players as, as a GM, as a player, like players communicating with players, players communicating with GMs, like really talk about the experience that you want to build. Um, because as players, I know my first campaign, I was so afraid to like input anything. Like Mm. I was like, this is not, this is not my story. Like this is the, this is the DM story. But that's not necessarily true. Like, yes, it is the DM story, but they are also facilitating the journey of your character. Yeah. And you have to tell them, like, and they and will it love be our story. Right. And, yeah. the, and the more you tell them, the more you give them, like, I know as at, when I started DMing, when I had players who were like, I want this, I want this, I want this. I was like, oh, that's great. I can use all of those things and I can start yeah. dropping them in whenever I want. Like, you're yeah. giving me breadcrumbs. You're giving me ways to... Like, because so often you have these characters where it's like, why are you here? Yeah. Right. And so it's I guess like really clear ways to like reward them. Exactly. Reward them, them or, or like breadcrumb them. Like if yeah. you're giving them, like when people walk into a bar and you're like, there's a mysterious stranger in the corner. Like a lot of times they find, they're like, okay, that guy's weird. Like let's find the zaniest character. Yeah. But if you really want to bring your character somewhere, go, this is, you see your uncle who literally killed your dad and you know that and married your mom. Like mm-hmm. he's sitting there in the bar. You swore to kill him. What do you do? Yeah. And like, suddenly it's like you, you have this breadcrumb for this character where they're like, well, I can't just ignore now I do it. Pat. Right. I, now, <laughs> right. like now I got to go Hamlet this. Like I yeah. can't just ignore him. Like I have to go engage with him. Yeah. Um, I just think that, I guess that's one thing. Yeah. Communicate as much as possible uh, mm. to everyone. And then to create like fun and interesting characters, you can have things that you desire. I think that's important. Like I know for Thistlebottom, like he, I fleshed out all of these like weird little things with him just to give him these nuances and give him like these experiences that he had so that he could come in as kind of a fully lived in character. 
But like all of those things, all of those desires, whether they are objects, need to be linked to other characters mm-hmm. for the DM. Yeah. So the DM can then bring in these characters and then it really does become your story. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to come in with a character who has never had any bad experiences, who doesn't have any revenge, who doesn't have, who hasn't done any wrong to anyone. Like you want to have these characters who are in your back pocket that you can give to your DM so that again, you as a character will have these interactions, these histories with these other players. And you're doing your DM such a huge favor when you do that. Yeah. And it makes your character more rich. And suddenly the other players around the table are like, whoa, like this guy, this guy knows people here yeah. in this yeah. world. Like this world is lived in. Flashes out the world. Yeah. So it makes more. it feel so much more immersive. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great note. Like, I love that. As a player, you can create NPCs too. Absolutely. Or give at least your DM idea for NPCs. Yeah, well, and as a as a DM too, there's been so many opportunities where, like, like when I I, I had someone fighting a, uh, a like a pack of orcs, and I was like, they were like, oh yeah, I'm gonna smash, I'm gonna like hit him, and I'm like, cool. Where do you hit him? And like, again, giving those opportunities for agency. And then they're like, oh, I guess I'm going to scratch him across the face. I'm like, cool, you did a nat 20. You're going to leave a mark on him. Where do you leave that scar? What is that going to look like? And they're like, oh, I'm going to scratch it across his face. That character left, like ended up running away from that fight. And and then get chased down. Right. He he didn't get chased down. Like he left, he left all of his other orcs and then they all scattered too. But like later they came back and like suddenly that orc came back in scar across his face yeah. and it's like, Oh shit, there is a history here now. Yeah, yeah. Like this that is the beef. orc that, yeah, like literally like this orc is now a, like has a, a personal vendetta against this party. Yeah. And like, that's so much fun too. Like I think yeah. that's a great reason to use chase scenes in your yeah. games anyways. Yeah. Cause now, now you have enemies who have fought these, adventurers and gotten away yeah and now they know yeah. like oh man no this wizard spams fireball like, i need <laughs> i need to go you know quest for a year get an amulet of fire resistance That's and then i can come back and, and kill this well, and yeah like again like because then when these characters when these enemies that you make do come back in they they know how you fight mm-hmm. yeah and suddenly they can change their tactics too which makes it all the more interesting where it's yeah. like oh, the monsters just... want to stay alive folks yeah exactly yeah. like when, yeah, they know what you're going to do. They know that you spam fireball. So this time they did bring that for... Like, that's yeah, so yeah. smart. That's so interesting. And it just, again, adds a dynamacy. Dynamacy? That's a word. Yeah, I'm, I'm owning it. Yeah. It adds a dynamacy to the whole <laughs> to the whole campaign or the whole fight. It makes everything feel more immersive. I love that. Hey, yeah. we already referenced Shakespeare, so we can make up whatever words Absolutely. we want. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 you're yeah. right. Yeah. Dynamacy. Dynamacy. He came up with the word assassin. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow! I believe oh. that. And swamp. I don't know why. I know really? That one, but he yeah, came he, up with swamp. He came up with swamp. Swamp is such what? a. I guess maybe they use like marsh or something. Yeah, or bog. It has bog. such a rich uh, imagery swamp. to it. I feel swamp. Like swamp. It really feels swamp. like what it takes to like yeah. like when you take a I'm step like into a, a swamp a bubble. Yeah, swamp, swamp. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us thank in the Dungeon Busters Lab. This was so much fun. Seriously, again, anytime. Like. To, yeah. What are you guys doing later? <laughs> like, <laughs> We're going to yeah, yeah. Uh, Literally, yeah. Uh, and thank you all for listening and watching and tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Peace on Dungeon Busters. Dungeon Busters.
Thanks for scrolling into this episode of Dungeon Busters. Did you get inspiration from today's experiment? Then consider leaving us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Did we miss something? Would you have done it differently? Let us know on social media at Dungeon Busters Pod. That's D-N-G-N Busters Pod. You can follow me on socials at Michael underscore C underscore Hyatt. And you can find me, Diego, on my website, foreverdm.xyz. Thank you to Peter Gertes for our cover art. Our intro music is by Artle Music. Produced and edited by Michael C. Hyatt and Diego F. Salinas.